On this week's Defining Tracks, we have got a very special guest. We are joined by Charles Mars, who is the Chief Executive of Glasgow City Mission. And we're going to find out a little bit how he came to faith and uh, a little bit about the fantastic work that Glasgow City Mission do. So first of all, Charles, welcome to Defining Tracks. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's great to have you on the show. So before we start, briefly, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. I've lived in Paisley now for 20 years, since the year 2000. Um, raised my children here. I've got a daughter who's married. She's 28. She's got four sons. The last one was just born a month ago. So, yeah, two of them are living at home. Wife, we've got a dance school in Paisley, which has been around since the 60s, uh, which is great. We've got a wonderful mural, so anyone passing by, give it a beep. Um, and, yeah, I'm busy in ministry and with Glasgow City Mission, so loving living the dream. Oh, wow. Amazing stuff. And I'm sure we'll find out a little bit more about how they all come together uh, later on this week. But first of all, let's go right back to the very start. Can you tell us about where you were brought up? Sure. Well, I was born in uh, Carmarthen in West Wales, southwest Wales. Um, so I'm Welsh, um, though I don't go on about it too much because people would think living in Scotland, I'm being an apologist. I'm not. I'm frightened to be English. But uh, no, I was born in Wales, family mostly Welsh, but I was raised in Oxford by my dad with a big healthy contribution from my granddad and uh yeah that that's where that's where i had my formative years i i lived in oxford until i was about 24 and so oxford's very much home in terms of my formative years and my development uh so yeah that's where i'm from yeah i mean so what was life like for you growing up then in oxford it was it was good i've mixed a mixed feelings about it oxford's a funny place because it's both splendid and wonderful as a visitor you go you see this great historic place but all of the privilege goes on behind the cloistered walls of the university buildings and all that so you've got two universes really colliding you've got the town who are perhaps involved in industry or support services people that grew up there are not a part of the university culture generally speaking and then you've got the university culture, which brings in people from all around the world. So it's the most cosmopolitan places. But then you've got a, a population that grew up there who are a bit disenfranchised from the whole the whole operation. So it's a very interesting kind of tension that, that exists in the town, in the city. Yeah, so for me, I mean, my dad raised us. My mum, when I was born, my mum was resident of a psychiatric hospital in just outside Carmarthen. She was 15 when pregnant with me and 16 when she had me. Um, and my dad uh, raised my sister and I as a single parent in the 70s, so that was quite an unusual phenomenon. Palpably different, you could feel it from kids that probably weren't meant to be playing with us, or um, you knew when you went to some people's houses that you didn't really want to take your shoes off because you know your socks might smell or whatever, and there's a judgment. So there was some interesting dynamics to do with that. Um, I don't think the world was ready for single parent dads. It, it looked a bit dodgy, I think, probably to onlookers. Or worse, you could feel a bit of sympathy from people, which never felt right. You could feel it. You didn't have language for it as a child, but you could feel it. So it was either that. It was either you're outside and you don't belong, or there was this kind of um, conspicuous effort to include you uh, based around sort of sympathy and things like that, neither of which were very nice. Yeah. So how, how did that make you feel then, if you're okay answering this? How did that make you feel growing up? Well, like I say, you don't have a language for a lot of that stuff when you're growing up. Mm. You just exist and you, you, you 
you adapt to the world your ego adapts to the world around you and as you find it to be so how was it mm, probably just um i felt good you know i felt good because I, I could articulate i was could present myself um, i could hold my own generally speaking although i'm rubbish at football that didn't help but that's all right i was bigger than most and um a bit of an outsider really that's all mm. just uh, just always slightly looking in but and introspective, you know, but I was naturally probably introspective anyway. So it may, maybe it suited me. Uh, maybe it suited my temperament. Maybe it suited my development to mm. be and feel slightly on the periphery, slightly like the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, but I, was, I wasn't lonely or anything like that. Just mm. self-contained. Yeah. Was church part of your life in any shape or form growing up? Do you know, as I get older, I realise now how much... I'm becoming more, even though I'm a Baptist, so don't tell the Baptist Union of Scotland this because I'm, I'm affiliated to them. But I recognise as I'm getting older that I'm more Anglican than I realised. You know, when you grew up, certainly in where I grew up in Oxford, uh, the local minister, Reverend Rimmer, um, was very much a part of the school. The school had assembly. You learned the Lord's Prayer in school classes you learned the stories of Moses um, and of the Exodus and, and of Jesus you did nativities at Christmas um, the minister would come and speak to the school so personally no my dad was very not happy with God I mean there were times you know when growing up where I was the oldest so I listened to it all and he was pretty angry at God but even at that though there's something of a prayer is ranting at God mm. so we never went to church but church was a part of the fiber of my upbringing and perhaps it still is in culture i don't know but it, it impresses me now as i look back more so now i see it more clearly how died through my school period was with with things of church and faith let's have a look at your, your music choices now charles shall we? we we kicked off this week with uh, unsurprisingly uh <laughs> saying that you're you're welsh uh land of my father's uh, can you explain yeah. Uh, why, why you've chosen this song why it's significant to you well I was going to go with um, God Near the Great Jehovah um, because it's, a, it's just a massively wonderful emotive moving piece of music and him and the words are tremendous but the land of my fathers when I hear it sung at the and I think of the autumn internationals you know uh, the rugby my dad was very keen when he raised me in Oxford that I should not forget St. David's Day and never let me forget mm. that I was Welsh. She was proud of the fact that I was born in Wales. And so I have this, I guess I've been brainwashed into being very, very proud of the fact that I was born in Wales. I am very proud of the fact that I was born in Wales. Uh, I'm proud that my brothers are Welsh and they grew up there. I'm proud of them. Land of My Fathers is a, is a piece of music that when sung right, and I, even if you don't understand what they're saying, and most people would have no clue what they're saying, it moves people to tears. Mm. Your eyes will well up. It's unbelievable. And if art, art moves people like that, then something, of, something powerful is happening. And this piece of music does that. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Uh, your second choice is Amazing Grace, uh, but it's the Elvis Presley version. Uh, why have you gone for this uh, version of what is a classic yeah. hymn? Alvis's version of Amazing Grace permits me to do two birds with one stone. That's basically what this is. I loved old style rock and roll, and I really loved Alvis Presley when I was very, very young and small. I remember when he died. I loved his rock and roll era. I even liked the fat Alvis era. I just love it. I love it when he did his gospel era. I love it. And his spirituals are really good. 
you know, he, he, he knew the rough end of the stick. He, he grew up in, a, in poverty and he knew what it was to be different. And he, he embraced his own differentness and, and rolled with it. And he rocked and rolled with it. Amazing Grace is one of those perennials, right? People go, oh, Amazing Grace. Well, I've stood uh, in, a, in a Christian youth event down in Shepton Mallet and heard 5,000 young people singing it and, and people were moved to tears. It was played at my wedding. I've seen it played at funerals and Elvis sings it. Elvis is rock and roll, and he sings Amazing Grace. Don't get any better than that. Amazing Grace Oh, how sweet the sound That sweet God's praise.